channel programs right through HealthyLife.net. You should visit HealthyLife.net and order your favorite A&E and History Channel program DVDs as well, and then discover how many people you can impress during your next social occasion. Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSR, HealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Everybody, welcome to Marianne Live. I'm Marianne Camarado, and I like to say great relationships begin within. And today we are going to go down into that rabbit hole with our guest Arlene Drake, and we're going to be looking at a topic that affects millions, if not more, people around the globe, and that is childhood trauma. Arlene's written a book for us, Carefrontation: Breaking Free from Childhood Trauma. We're going to be speaking with her this hour. Before we get to that, though, one of the things I love to do and uh, I'm devoted to doing here at the top of the hour, every program, is inviting us all to cultivate our practice. So we have all this information in our minds, we know things, but to know that that gnosis in the body involves practice, right, bridging the mind, body, spirit, and soul. So one of the ways I like to do that is to invite you to become present, to arrive in the body, and the invitation is to find your breath. Just notice where your breath is in your body, right? Just a shift in attention, bringing our attention to the interior self, and there's nothing to do about it. Just notice the quality of your breath where it is in your body, and you bridge that gap between your thinking, your feeling, your sense of yourself, your embodied sense of yourself, and just resting there for a moment. And here's the really cool thing that happens is your neurobiology is at work. It's starting to regulate your nervous system in a positive way by helping you settle. Right? We get present when we're settled and grounded. Terms we've all heard, but when we're paying attention, this is part of our practice, right? So go ahead and follow your breath. You can uh, pay attention to the air coming in and out of your nostrils. Maybe it's cool. Uh, the temperature of the breath coming out your mouth. The rapidity of your in and out breath. The longevity of it. So just be playing with that as you settle and become more present so we can receive our guest Arlene Drake present with an S today because that's what she's here, bearing gifts. So we want to be present for that. And the next thing we like to do is we like to cultivate an attitude of gratitude and not the cliche kind, <laughs> the kind we actually can shift our perspective with, and this is not an easy thing to do. Uh, some folks are really great at it. Oh, they're always grateful all the time. Some of the rest of us, some, it's a challenge. We feel 
victimized, overburdened, stressed out, um, angry, uh, overwhelmed, and, you know, we didn't get the happy genes, some of us. So we have to work a little harder at getting grateful. It doesn't mean we can't do it. It's just a practice. So one of the ways I'd like to invite you to do that is to um, imagine someone or something that has helped you do what you're doing right now. If you're holding an electronic device or using it, begin to imagine the people involved in creating that device so you could do what you're doing right now. How about the food in your belly? Every time I drive by the Central Coast, I watch all those folks picking that food, the hordes of people that get up at 4 a.m. and in the beating sun to make sure that I have food the tens of hundreds of thousands of people who package it, design the packaging, drive it in their trucks, get it to my uh, grocery store, the people who put the grocery store together got the funding from the bank. I mean, I could go on for a whole program about food, right? Our homes, our clothes, whatever it is, find a place to move through and see if you can shift your perspective and get grateful. I'm going to go down our list and... Uh, name a few folks who make our program possible. For the last 11 years, Open Secret Bookstore in San Rafael, California, they've got the latest in meditation and revelation, and uh, we love those folks out there. They've got books like Arlene's book sitting up front and center for you, um, as well as they've got a cafe, and it's an amazing place, all kinds of events happening every night. Check them out online. Um, at the uh, global level, the OneWorldChildrensFund.org, uniting people to improve the lives of children affected by poverty. They are, uh, they are our global sponsor, and at the national level, we have the National Action Organization uh, committed to changing the way our culture values each other. And they make this program possible. 100% of the proceeds goes to programming just like this. So we are grateful. And for uh, Jay Cruz, Linda McKenzie, our folks who started HealthyLife.net, so you can have positive talk radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week at your fingertips. I mean, who's not grateful for them? Ah, okay. We're breathing together. We're grateful. We're here. We've arrived. I can't tell you how many emails and, and texts and Facebook posts we get for that very part of our show, just a simple reminder to shift our perspective and do it together in community. We love that part. So thanks for tuning in. Let's talk about our guest today, Arlene Drake, who's joining us this hour. Um, she's written a book called Care Fermentation, Breaking Free from Childhood Trauma. Uh, Dr. Arlene Drake is a pioneer in the field of childhood trauma and abuse, or sorry, childhood abuse and trauma recovery. She made front-page news, by the way, for her role in the landmark Jane Doe court case, which permitted adult survivors of childhood sexual, sexual abuse for the very first time, a lot of you remember that case, uh, to sue their perpetrators years after the standard statute of limitations had lapsed. She was honored with a leadership commendation by the city of Los Angeles. Uh, Mothers Against Sexual Abuse presented her with a Special Guardian Angel Award, and she served as a chairperson for the Warrior Theater, an innovative, an innovative drama company that utilizes the arts as a therapeutic tool for healing the wounds of childhood abuse. We're talking with Arlene, who's joining us today, about her new book um, that discusses uh, when you're confronted with an abused child, uh, our first impulse is to drop everything and provide comfort, she says, to get him or her out of danger and find out what the hell is going on at home. 
It's obvious that the child is helpless in trouble and needs protection. Parents or not, we instinctively know what to do. We take care of the child. But what if the child is you? Arlene, this 30-year veteran in the field of trauma and sexual abuse, lays out a powerful way to repair the damage of childhood abuse and its lasting effects, and she's going to help us do that today, right here, right now. Welcome to the program, Arlene. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. This is uh, a topic that is not only salient, uh, particularly today, given the transparency in the media, uh, people's vernacular and understanding of personal development has really become mainstream. However, it's also pertinent because of what's going on politically um, and the climate that we're in. Uh, it's a time like never before. Right, definitely. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about uh, this particular focus on childhood trauma and sexual abuse, how you got involved, uh, what your story is a little bit, Arlene, so we know your background and what led you to this particular uh, vein of healing. Well, you know, when I was an intern, I, I, I got a job with the Battered Women's Shelter, which I'd never even been in one before, and... Um, I spent a lot of time there, and it was just eye-opening to see not only the battered women, but the children. And you know, they, some of them were battered, and 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 abuse. Mother told me about it. Um, the kid's stepfather he used to go into the. She wondered what was happening with her daughter because every time she walked into the room, she'd be covering her head and everything. And um, she finally found out that her her her, her husband had been going into the room molesting her child. Her child was about six or seven. And um, and she left, which was really great. But that doesn't always happen. And, and she at least followed through on her instinct to see what was going on. I had a lot of mothers say, well, they didn't know and they didn't check. And that's mm-hmm. the problem. They didn't know and, and they didn't check. Mm-hmm. And they may have had an intuition, but they'd rather not check on it because mm-hmm. uh, because... Because what? They're afraid. They're afraid they may have to confront something. They're afraid they may have to uh, confront their husband. They're afraid they might lose their marriage. And so they're willing to put their kids up for this stuff, this abuse. Mm-hmm. They say that oftentimes hurt people hurt people. Uh, how does that play into that particular scenario? Uh, do you think these mothers that aren't paying attention have been abused themselves? Uh, is the culture... Uh, have something to do with that because we don't want to demonize mothers. This is no. a, a natural, you know, it's not like these women want their child to be harmed, right? This is a, a, a response to something really strong. Well, yes, yeah, some of them have been abused and no one protected them. But, you know, I just, I have a hard time with mothers myself. Yeah, all right. Because their job is to protect the child. And I've had mothers say, well, it happened to me just you know, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's their time to step up and do something different. Yeah. Well, ultimately, we hope that's the case with right. them, you know, and uh, everybody here, sometimes the, the child uh, within those people has been abused, and you talk yeah. about that in your book, and we're going to get to that. So let's talk about uh, the characterization. You just mentioned a child who has been abused. The signs may seem obvious to some, but not so obvious to others. What are some of the other signs? that a child has been abused, and then we're going to talk about the inner child 
uh, an adult perhaps walking around, um, which is what your book is more geared towards. Right. So about a, an actual child that's been abused, a lot of times they, they may they may become very withdrawn. If they um, they may want to keep to themselves a lot more, or they may act out. So it's mm-hmm. either or. They they're, if they were good in school, their grades probably will drop, and they'll mm-hmm. start getting into all kinds of trouble. And that's worth looking into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking under the hood, paying Look, attention. Yes. All right, so this goes unchecked for right. a lot of children. They become teenagers. They're acting out, young adults. You have a checklist that I love in your book, and if you're just joining us, by the way, you are in the right place. Arlene Drake has written a book called Carefrontation. Um, this is a book that is going to help you address, break free from childhood trauma. And on page 19, you have the abuse after effects checklist. Right. This is uh, broken into several parts, Arlene. Do you want to talk about this? Yes, because I think that um, I have people fill out this checklist because it really helps to hone in. A lot of times people think they're just doing something. They don't know why. Well, and they probably don't know why because it's in their unconscious. You know, uh, Young said, until we make our unconscious conscious, we'll run our lives and we'll call it fate. So I'd like to start making this conscious because, um, yes, we may know we're abused, but we don't know how it's really affected our day-to-day lives and our relationships. Mm -hmm. So I have it broken down into issues with relationships, issues with anxiety, issues with confidence, self-image, self-worth, issues with trust, which is big, um, issues with powerlessness, uh, issues with health and well-being. How do you take care of yourself? Yeah. Can I read some of the questions on the checklist, if you don't mind? Because I was going through it, and after all these years, you know, I can still, I could probably still check uh, many of these. Uh, issues with the relationships. One of them is, uh, I really want a relationship, but I get scared when people get too close, right? right? That seems right. pretty common. Um, here's one that I thought was interesting. If I get sick, there's no one to look after me, right? Uh, people take me for granted, and I have a hard time setting limits and saying no. Those are a few of the, the points yeah. Yeah. In, in that um, the issues with anxiety, I thought, was also really potent. I try not to attract attention. I feel exposed and vulnerable when people notice me. Right. Uh, and another way to say that is I deflect attention, right? People pay right. you a compliment. You're like, yeah, yeah, but what about it, right, like that. Right, right. Um, uh, I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's a, a really prominent one. Uh, I have a sensitive startle response. Someone's tone of voice or look can make me jump out or freeze, right? Definitely. Issues of confidence, self-image, and self-worth, see if you relate to any of these. Uh, I feel like a fraud. Uh, if people knew what I was really like, they'd run away. Uh, deep down, I know I'm damaged goods, right? Um, let's move over to the issues of trust, like you said. I'm always the responsible one. It's the only way I know how to keep things from falling apart, right? Or I like this one. I either don't trust anyone or I trust the wrong people. And that's a and so, Yeah, it's huge. You've got issues with powerlessness, uh, health and well-being, and issues with emotions. My temper can get out of hand, or I feel scared by anger. Uh, I feel numb. That was one I really liked, right? So you, you want to take this test, folks. You really do want to take it. Uh, you can get a better sense of whether or not you have um, been dealing with uh, the after effects of trauma, Okay. So you say we're not alone. A lot of folks that fall into this category. Let's talk about that, Arlene. Right. 
So this is an epidemic? Is it pandemic? What's going on here? Is it, you, know, you know, if this were a disease, the Center for Disease Control would have us all on lockdown. Wow. And be trying to find a cure for it immediately because it's just spread everywhere. I mean, when you, excuse me, when you look at the statistics, it's, it's about one in every three or four girls will be sexually abused by the time she's 18, and one in every four to five boys or four to six boys will be sexually abused by the time he's 18. A lot of that will be by people in their family or people they know and trust. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the bad person out there. And uh, when you look at that, that's a lot of people, a lot of young kids getting sexually molested in one way, mm -hmm. shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't even count for um, physical or emotional abuse. Well, let's talk about why is it that sexual abuse, uh, particularly incest, is the big, considered the biggest stigma really throughout mankind. I mean, uh, pedophiles in prison uh, oftentimes uh, have to be separated from the mainstream. Are you there? I'm sorry. Right? I don't know. No, that's okay. Um, and uh, let's talk about that. The, the, the characterization of this sexual abuse is really um, probably uh, sort of at the top of the list of the worst things that can happen to a human being. Right. Now, when you say, I'm sorry, this phone was going a little crazy. Well, I just wanted to repeat, I'll I want to characterize for folks why is it that sexual abuse is considered such a, um, uh, an abominable act throughout mankind, throughout his the history of mankind. Um, let's talk about that. Well, you take a child who is not who is totally innocent and is dependent on an adult to be to be uh, loved and cared for and to be you know to be nurtured into becoming a human being. And when you sexually abuse them in any way, shape, or form, you are taking away from them their own right to explore and to grow into their own sexual human being. You are crossing that boundary, and you are instilling in this child a fear. Yeah. And, a, and a hatred of their of their own body, of their of their own sexuality, and and a fear that's going to last a lifetime. Plus, you're also they also are the ones that feel dirty and shame and like something was wrong with them. The abuser, unfortunately, is hardly ever abused, hardly ever blamed. It's interesting because I was watching the Game of Thrones, you know, that really popular show, yeah. and where practically everybody is trying to kill everybody to get power. But the other underlying current there is sexual abuse and childhood sexual abuse and trauma. And without making it explicit, and I'm certain the writers aren't even trying to do this, at right. least the research I've looked at, you can see the psychopathology, if we don't want to use such a harsh word, um, the uh, effects, the after effects of right. this kind of abuse, even on characters in television programs that right. are very popular. Why is it that we can't seem to just move on? I mean, a lot of us who had sexual abuse in our lives, we spend the, 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 the bane of our existence is, God, that again? Why can't I get over it? Why can't I get close to people? Why is this still showing up in my 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and so on? What is it about this that is so deep and causes so much pain and suffering? Well, that's exactly it. So deep. We may know our story, which is fine. We know that this and that happened and who did it to us. But we don't really, we haven't worked on that child inside. And my book is based a lot about childhood abuse, 
working with that inner child. And, and as you know, some uh, Peter Levine and um, Vanderbilt, they're working, they're talking about the child inside and how that's stored in, in, not only in our bodies, but that child holds, holds the key to um, our memories, our real memories, our real feelings. And sometimes as the adult, we may know our story, but we don't really know the depth and breadth of how it's affected us. It's like, it's like looking at the ocean. I, I could say, well, what does the ocean look like? Okay, well, the ocean is vast and it's blue and it's different shades of blue and it has waves and it's, it's beautiful. But, you know, that's only the surface. If you went deep sea diving, you would see many, many worlds down there. And that's exactly where we have to go. We have to go deep sea diving into our unconscious and, and rescue that child. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that. Why is it we don't have access to those memories in our conscious mind? What self-protection mechanisms are in play? And how do, not, you know, taking this quiz, uh, that gives us a, a good view of something's wrong here and then what, the tools that Arlene is going to share with us to address those. And we get back right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've We've ordered ordered No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for us. Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce yet? We spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net.
right. We're back, everybody. Dr. Arlene Drake is with us. She's written a new book, Carefrontation Breaking Free from Childhood Trauma. Um, Arlene, you were talking during the break about uh, we want to characterize what childhood sexual abuse is. Uh, we're going to do that in just a minute. But the interesting thing that we want to get to as well is, as I said, how come it seems like some people deal with it better than others? And I want you to address what you said to me during the break because it was so potent and powerful. Not everything is as it seems, right? Right. That's exactly right. It. It's like the ocean. That's yeah. What we see is not all there is. That's um, right. You know, some people are just, they, they just could go through life and they look very put together. And they're high-functioning high and smart people. I take nothing away from them. But you never know what's really deep down inside where they're not getting where things are not happening for them, and, of course, they never talk about it. And I was saying that I once had a young man come into my office who was a very successful TV person, personality, uh, written some shows and was a big producer, and he had gotten where he wanted to get, and he had um, all this in front, all of the success that he was looking for, and he came in my office and he put his head in his hands and he said, I, had every, I have everything and I have nothing. Mm-hmm. And this is when it all came up for him. The emptiness, mm-hmm. the something that was missing. He had a wife and children. He had the house he wanted. He had a ton of money, and he mm-hmm. he had the career he wanted. He was only mm-hmm. must have been in his late uh, no his mid thirties, mm-hmm. and that was a big thing. I have everything, and I have nothing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about when a person starts to realize something is off. They don't know what. They might be taking your quiz. Let's talk about what childhood sexual abuse is and what it isn't. And there, there's a spectrum there. Well, there is a spectrum. It could be anything. And let me just say this, that no matter what, how a child has been touched, the uh, end result could all be the same. You can't quantify it. So some children may be fondled. Some children, there may be penetration. Um, Excuse me. Um, there are fathers who look at their children in very seductive ways, and I have people come in here and they feel come into my office and they feel just as traumatized as any other child who may have been actually touched. So there's a lot of things that crosses those sacred boundaries of a child's body and the feeling of being safe. Mm-hmm. So what constitutes trauma then? Well, I think I think the way it affects their life, how they have to cut off from their feelings and get through their childhood um, the best they can, knowing that this is going to continually happen. I had a woman whose father um, was always always in the bathroom when she took a shower from when she was a young kid, and her mother never said anything, and she couldn't say anything. When she said something, her mother said, well, her father has to get to work and that he has to be shaving, and she was showering at that time. Mm-hmm. It was just, and, and that really affected her. So the clinical definition of trauma would be what then? Just I so think, we have a baseline. I think anything that interrupts that child's um, feeling of safety. Okay. All right. And being so, safe in their own body and in their own home. Okay. So some event that they experience that interrupts. Right that feeling of being safe in their home or their body. Okay. Right. 
Right. All right, so here we are. The trajectory is we've gotten out of childhood. We're in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, wherever we are. Things are not right. I have everything. I have nothing. These are some right. of the kinds of dialogues people are having. Uh, they end up in your office or hopefully with their with your book in their hands. They do the quiz. And then they're like, oh, something happened here. I was abused, and I experienced trauma. Now what? Uh, you have a technique, a pioneering technique that you take us through in your book. Let's talk about that. What are people going to be faced with when dealing with and unpacking and healing this childhood trauma? All right. Well, what, what I usually do that first session is we talk about what happened and um, talk about that ch child within. Now, a lot of people, you know, laugh a little bit. Excuse me about that child within, but it's really that hurt child that's inside of us that's where all the feelings are coming from. The adult is trying to get on with their life, but that child all of a sudden comes up and is not doing so well. But we want to say just go away and move move on, but it doesn't work that way because that child is going to be there just tapping at us and tapping at us until, mm -hmm. until we stop. So I always ask, you know, when you think the abuse started, it just has to be a guesstimate. What does it feel like? How far back? Okay. And how old were you? Okay. And all right. So from from this day forward, when you leave this office, I want you to take your child by the hand when you leave, and everything you do this week needs to be done to take care of that child. <clears throat> so you can't go to a bar. You can't not eat or or, or sleep well. You've got to take care of this child as as if you had just taken this child and adopted it, and you need to make sure it's taking care of perfectly. Well, let me back up a little bit because having come from a childhood of abuse uh, and so forth myself and know, know a lot of folks, uh, sometimes the coping strategies are debilitating. I had a debilitating anxiety disorder. If I had come to you and you told me that I needed to get in touch with my child, I would have left. I would have okay. said, look, I'm having a heart attack and I keep checking myself into the hospital I need to know what's wrong with me. And if you would have asked me about my childhood, I would have left. I could not go there. So not everybody is available. So I want to be fair here. Not everybody right. is available for this child in me conversation, right. even though we might even understand it. We might be so offline, so uh, schizoid right. from our body, so detached. Right. What do we do with folks like how, how I was? What, what would you do with someone like me? Well, I think then. First of all, I would I would try and uh, create a safe space for you, and do some techniques techniques of of, of, of lowering your anxiety, breathing things, breathing te techniques, and and uh, just doing some grounding techniques with you first, and getting yeah. you um, to know that you're in a safe place, that you're okay. I would I would take it very slowly and do that right because that has to be done. Yeah, because you don't want to re-traumatize anybody either, right? You want to have a oh, no, safe no. place and all of that, right? Right, right? Okay, so let's fast forward. Say you've addressed some of the main presenting issues, anxiety, depression. People, you know, they need to cope. They need to be able to be right. here so they can contemplate themselves, all right? right. So, right. so this person who's picking up your book, if you have debilitating issues, this can be an adjunct, but you also want to right. get those things handled and get some support for those. Okay. Right. Yeah. So assuming we're there, we're assuming we're ready to take the the interior journey, meeting the inner child. Talk about the techniques that you invite us to use and what we might find along the way. Well, some of the techniques are, um, first of all, I want you to be aware of that child 
and realize that you now, you, you as an adult, are probably very capable of taking care of that child. Because here you are, you've gotten through life. <clears throat> here you are, you, you know what to do. Um, you know, you're pretty intelligent, working, doing whatever you do in the world. So you've got to trust that you have a part of you that knows how to take care of a child. Mm-hmm. And using your good sense that you use to get through a lot of your life, especially especially in the workplace, using your you know your left brain, that the, the part that figures things out, using that, taking that child and taking that child home with you, and starting to let that child know that it's no longer in danger. Because what happens is we grow up into adults and go about our business, but that child is stuck inside of us. And the child doesn't know the war is over. The child is still hypervigilant. The child is waiting for that next attack. And nobody said, you know what, it's all over. I have you now. Mm-hmm. And that's where I like to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them write a commitment letter to that child. It doesn't have to be huge. But what are the things that we want to commit it to us? I commit to keep you safe. That's not that difficult. I commit to love you, etc. Okay. When we come back after the break, more with our Dr. Arlene Drake. We're talking about her new book, Carefrontation, Breaking Free from Childhood Trauma. More tools, skills, and advice when we get back right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've We've ordered ordered No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for us. us. Shh. Over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad you were here. You're in the right place. Yeah, and if you want to know a thing or two about childhood trauma and breaking free from it, you're definitely in the right place. Arlene Drake uh, is a uh, practitioner, 
Uh, she wrote a book called Care for Intention. She's talking with us today about how to move through this childhood trauma as adults. Um, Arlene, you were talking about what we were talking during the break about um, is that polypsychological right. map, the idea that there are uh, many parts of ourselves. And one right. of the main parts is the child within. This is yeah. not new information, but for some of us, this is a big revelation. Oh, my God, there's a child inside of me. And your, some of your tools, talking to the child, acknowledging right. there even is a child, you have right. one powerful tool the sort of the silver bullet here. Let's talk right. about that, uh, how to get in touch with our child, our inner child. Well, I, I give a lot of homework assignments writing, and I, I do right-hand, left-hand writing. Uh, the dominant hand being the adult or who you are, and the non-dominant hand being that child part. So the adult knows a lot, and most of my clients have been in therapy for 15, 20 years, and they know their story. They, they could tell me their story right, you know, perfectly. But it, what they know in their head hasn't changed with what's going on in their heart. And it's my job, job to get those two together. So they know their story and nothing has really changed except this great understanding, which has done them no good in the real world. Um, and until you have that child's viewpoint and until you really rescue that child, take home that child, nurture that child, and have that feel, child feel safe, you're never going to feel safe. So it really depends on how you're going to take care of that child. Are you willing to listen to this child? Or are you going to be like a parent who says, oh, get away, or don't say those things, whatever. Mm -hmm. Are you going to be the good parent who's going to say, honey, tell me about what happened that night, or tell me, tell me how you felt between the ages of, you know, when you were five or six and this was going on at home. What, what were you feeling? And you need to have the, the non-dominant hand, maybe the left, maybe the right, answer the question. And, and I know you won't be able to read your writing at first. I know it seems silly. Everyone says that. But eventually, when you get used to this work, you're unconscious, and that child will say so much, it will blow you away. I've had the most incredible breakthroughs with people with mm -hmm. their non-dominant hand. They, they, they blew them away. Give us some examples. Well, until you, um, well, I, I've had people, this one woman didn't realize that her father, she could never understand what was going on. She always felt weird around her father and creepy, but she never really realized that he had molested her when she was very young. And the left hand really talked about that and talked about a specific situation which um, when he used to babysit her and the mother was at work. And there was a certain pattern that went on. And that's when she really got it, talking to that child, that child who was afraid that he came into her room and picked her up, and then he molested her and did this quite a bit. She never had that, that realization. She only knew she was afraid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then when the child began to talk, it became very clear to her. Mm -hmm. Because the child holds, holds not only some of the memories, but it also holds the feelings. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, are we always ready for the memory, or uh, do the memories come when we're ready to deal with them, or is that just a paradox? I think when you're ready to do this work, the, the memories will come, and I think that um, 
It will come when you'll be ready. I'll be ready when you're doing this work. That's what I have to say. Okay. I so really this believe that. And our left hand, our non-dominant hand, whether it's left or right, um, you know, it's not going to really lie to you. And yeah, we just have to take time, take a breath, and and, and see what we're going to do with it. Yeah. So what do we do with what comes up? Because I can say from firsthand experience that that can be like a tsunami. The first time you get in touch with the emotion that's associated, the rage, the relief, the anger. You know, what do we do with all these feelings? Probably everything doesn't come up at once. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, that child is very, most likely, most likely afraid to even mention this because mm-hmm. nobody wanted to hear them. Mm-hmm. So I think we just have to validate them and say, thank you for telling me, you know, and what can I do for you now? And maybe mm-hmm. that child needs to j- j- just needs a hug or, or needs to feel safe. How can I make you feel safe? Now, keep me with you. Check in with me. Okay. So you start a real relationship with this child, and you do check in with that child. Are you okay? And feel feel what's going on inside of you. What's going on in your heart? What's mm-hmm. going on, you know, in your gut? Mm-hmm. What do you need to address rather than run away from? Mm-hmm. And little by little, it's like any child that may be afraid, you have to hold them and soothe them and talk to them and little by little address the other issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then let them have whatever it is, their anger, their grief. But it will come in stages. And it's up to the good parent, which is going to be us, to guide that child. Mm-hmm. Got it. So you mentioned that Bessel van der Kolk, who is sort of the grandfather of trauma and healing and, and theory and all of that, he said to you, uh, to those of us studying, uh, that you need to get in touch with this inner child or we're not going to make much progress. Right. Isn't that correct? Correct. He said people know what happened. This is what I talked about. People know what happened, but it doesn't matter because that child has not got a chance to express themselves. Got it. And, and you need to hear, and you need to hear the feelings and the grief and whatever. You need to hear it from that child. Right. Not through the adults. Right. And Carl Jung said that healing happens in relationship, and we've got a lot of data to support that. So getting in relationship with this inner child and your therapist, yeah, and your groups and so forth, this is how healing happens, correct? Exactly right, correct. All right. And, you know, I make a real, uh, we are always in contact with the inner child. It's just not a one-shot thing in, in, in my therapy. We do it until that child is safe and you be, and you are together. Because until we have all of us, we don't. We are not all of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are not complete. So uh, let's talk a little bit about before we go to break the perpetrator. Um, there is just so much uh, emphasis placed on protecting the perpetrator, being in denial that it even happened. I wanted you to characterize for folks some of these. Some of these things to look for, uh, the way we stay in denial, the way we can sort of avoid uh, going on this journey, uh, particularly if perp is still around. Well, right. Nobody wants to call the perp out, and it, it, it's mind-blowing. Everybody gathers around and protects the perpetrator. In my practice, I have found it's been the perpetrator that's been protected and the child who has not been protected. And people want to deny it's going on. It's really, it's a very... It's very sad, to say the least, and it makes me very angry. People don't want to call out people. They don't want to cause problems in the family. They don't want to break up the family. But you know what? The minute somebody does something wrong to a child, that family is not good. It is, mm-hmm. it is a bad family. It is broken up. It, it, the structure has been ruined. 
So they're just trying to keep together some ruins. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work that way. No. And We're everybody coming. goes around, they're, they're, they're bleeding, and nobody wants to say, hey, somebody's bleeding, now let's do something. That's right, and that's what we're doing here right now. When we get back, more with Arlene Drake. Carefrontation, we're going to find out how to get to that point, carefrontation, and letting go of this victim story when we return right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've We've ordered ordered No No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for Us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships www.marianlive.com core certification learning tools to attract build and sustain great relationships also sign up for marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the northern california area www.marianlive.com what does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging in there. This is no easy conversation. The work is hard. It's deep and ultimately healing. You want to get a copy of this book. Uh, You don't have to do it alone. As a matter of fact, Arlene Drake has uh, groups that she runs down in Los Angeles, California. You can go online, ArleneDrake.com, if you happen to be in the Southern California area uh, and are blessed enough to work with Arlene. In the meantime, if you can't do that, get a copy of Carefrontation, Breaking Free from Childhood Trauma, to help set you free uh, from your own childhood trauma. Now, let's talk a little bit about moving forward to breaking the actual breaking free phase so you've done you assuming you've gone through the book the work you are in touch with the child within you are uh healing feeling dealing with the the layers of trauma and abuse then we can get stuck sometimes in the identity of the victimhood identity before we can get really uh confront our um the perpetrators 
Uh, let's talk a little bit about that identity. Some of us get so used to telling that story that we don't know who we are if we aren't the person who's been abused, right? Well, right. But hopefully by the time they've done a lot of this writing, they're not going to have that identity the same way because right. they've, they've empowered themselves to start taking care of that child that was victimized, and they are getting a little different picture of it. Okay. And, and um, you know, but I, I understand, though, giving up victimhood, you also give up a lot of perks. You give up uh, having a good excuse for things all the time. You know, you give you give up your uh, people maybe feeling sorry for you. Mm-hmm. You give up being able feeling sorry for yourself in that same way. But yeah. you lose a lot of perks too. Yeah, you don't have to meet your potential. You're right. broken. You right. know, don't expect too much from me. I'm yeah. damaged goods. I don't have to really bring my A game. And on and on. The right. the, the the secondary gain is is huge. So. So you're giving this up. You're hopefully breaking free. Then now you come to the carefrontation. Let's talk about that, the title of your book, and what would that mean? Well, I think that uh, it takes a lot of courage, and by the time you get through to this part, hopefully you've built up that courage. And if you haven't, do it again. Um, We have to have the courage enough to speak our truth. First of all, the carefrontation, caring, you know, to care enough to tell the truth, first of all, to ourselves. Not tell the family lie, but what is the truth? What really happened to me and how do I really feel? Not to mm-hmm. poo it. To really tell the truth to ourselves, not uh, protect the family lies or the perpetrator. Then it's important to start to tell the truth to our family, especially to care front a perpetrator. Because many times people are going to Christmas uh, dinners and Thanksgiving dinners and going home for the holidays or, or just summer vacation or whatever, and the perpetrator's there. Mm-hmm. And there they are having a, a meltdown and because they have to be there. Yep. And they're re-traumatized each and every time, and they have mm-hmm. never spoken their truth. Mm-hmm. So they go there as a victim, and they come back as a wreck, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Talk about some of the success stories when people do confront their perps that, that are in your group. Well, I think I have a lot of success stories because I always say this. When, when we do our carefrontation, it's not about them. It's not about the perpetrator and or our mothers, whoever's with them. Um, it's about us being able to say, I know what you did to me. This is what you did, and it was wrong. It was not okay. How dare you? Mm-hmm. And I'm no longer going to carry the guilt and the shame. Mm-hmm. Because I did my whole life, mm-hmm. I was not responsible. You were responsible, mm-hmm. and that is very freeing. Because until you confront or care front that perpetrator through the eyes of an adult, you are always looking at them through the eyes of a child, and you will always mm-hmm. be their child victim. Mm-hmm. What about who's, uh, people whose perpetrators have passed? Well, I have a lot of that too, and. Believe me, that they they can do a lot of we can do a lot of great work with that too because the perpetrator lives inside of us, inside of our head, inside of our spirit. So it's, we really have to get rid of them there too mm-hmm. and call it for what it is. Uh, at the end of the book, we are on a new journey, set on a new track. Right uh, by the time we've done this work, and this could take months, years. I don't know what you know. Well, everybody's different, right. correct? Take, right, right. It could take but, a couple, but, three, four years. Yes. But when we started the show, you talked about your graduation. I want to leave on a happy note. Yes, this yes, is something yes. you're going to actually graduate someone, you said, tonight. Uh, tonight. Let's yes, talk I'm about excited. that. Let's leave, let's leave on that note. Well, the good thing is when you've confronted, care-fronted all these things, you're living your life in truth, 
And when you're living your life in truth, you don't have to hide anymore. You don't have to hide from family. You don't have to hide from yourself. So you really become much more powerful than you've ever thought and clearer in your own life. You know, when you have to live your life or when you, we live our lives in denial of any kind, we can't really see, see the truth of today either. When we have to keep our life half-veiled, we don't see the truth of today or what we're going through. So once we decided to care front everything and be upfront and honest, it's the only way we could have a true relationship. You can't have a relationship with yourself or anyone else built with lies. Mm-hmm. And that is so empowering. It's when you are no longer victim of all of these things that have happened to you. Mm-hmm. And the graduation celebrates a body of work that you have gotten through all of this, and you are now the good parent, and you are free free of the damaging things you used to do. I'm not saying life is perfect, but it's so, you're so much freer. It's mm-hmm. amazing what people go on to do. And they own themselves. It's so good to own yourself and not feel like you're still owned by the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. It's so good to feel good about yourself and know it was not your fault. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I do have the perpetrator tell my client in, in, a, in a session that we have, you know, I take responsibility. And a lot of them do. I, give, I tell them what to say, and if they just say it, good. So it's very comforting, and it's very, it's so empowering to really be able to be the adult you are, stand up and look at that perpetrator in the eye, or, or look at them in your heart and tell the truth and mm-hmm. go on from there. Mm-hmm. So tonight we're celebrating with a wonderful young man. In fact, both of us, oh, no, his, his mother has passed. And he's careful to his father, and uh, he's done a great job with his mother, who's passed, too, even though she's not here. We did a lot of great work. And he is so, it's amazing what it's done for his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's so free, and he's hes going to be getting married soon now. When he came uh, to me, he was uh, separated and going through a lot of relationship stuff. But it's all, a lot of things have changed. He's gone back to school. He's a... Uh, uh, he works at a rehab place, but now he's gone for his master's. He's just, he's just had so much more confidence, Beautiful. so much clearer about who he is and what he wants. It's amazing. Well, thank you, Arlene, for all that you do for us to help us heal, uh, understand, address, and uh, this very clear path that you've created for us to heal childhood trauma and sexual abuse. We really anyway, appreciate it. I do have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And yeah. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right. What do you want to leave us with? We're at the top of the hour. You know, the best thing I could leave you with is that old Shakespearean thing, to thine own self be true. Mm. Life Beautiful. will work so much better. Mm. Thank you, Arlene. We hope you come and join us again sometime. I'd love Thank you. All right, everybody, sit tight. We're going to go to our break and back for our wrap right after these messages. Everybody, I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado, and I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships, and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single, and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, 
We spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store, the original storage and organization store. And I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff. The Container Store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. everybody welcome back we're so glad you were with us today take good care of you and that inner child breathing in and out feeling the uh love for yourself and each other um next week joining us robert williams love is the power moving humanity from fear to love is what we'll be talking about right here at marianne live okay i wish you every blessing go do something good for somebody else don't let them know you did it take care I'm Jay Cruz. Tune in to Back.